Welcome to CFSL Southern Fried Podcast, the very first Southern Fried Podcast. I am David Ware, and I have a legend who has agreed to come on the show with me. I don't know why, but I'm glad he did, so maybe y'all will listen because he's here. None other than Mr. Uncle Matt Pack. What's going on, buddy? What's going on, bud? No, yeah, I get bored, Uh, uh, you know. I got, you know, some free time on my hands sometimes in the afternoons. And, yeah, I can come on here for a half hour and, you know, talk about the CFSL and, you know, just go back and forth about it. So there we I'm glad, I'm glad to have you. I, I do have to let you know, I probably asked about 150 other people and they said no. Yeah. But, I mean, being in the top 151 is always a good well, thing. Well, I mean, it's just nice to be remembered. And then uh, and just to be honest, probably if you asked 150 people before me, there's a good chance two thirds of those, you you just think they're cool. They're not. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. So. Oh goodness. Well, well, you know, you're in season number nine for you. I'm in season number two. Um, man, it's been a crazy season. We're we're four weeks in. Uh, we've got a couple games in this week already, but we have finished half the season. Where'd it go? Uh well, it happens this way every year, and it's uh, – especially the – you know, when new guys come in and they get to be – you know, especially when they're an AD for the first time, uh, you put so much time into your game plan and your locker room and things like that, that it flies by. You never feel like you have enough time to get your prep work done. You never feel like you have enough time, you know. I mean, the worst feeling in the world is to play on a Thursday night and then turn around and have a game on Monday. Yes. Because, you know – and – Again, you know, it's, you know, like I said, this is my ninth season of doing it. So, uh, at this point, you know, I mean, I think they just make the schedule out to uh, see if they can drive how quickly during the year, how, how, how quick can they get me to lose my mind? Uh, <laughs> you know, during – No. Yeah, they do. Mike and David, uh, they uh, love to torment me. So, that's fine, you know. Uh, but, yeah, it's, you know, like I said, we're, you, you know, I said we're four weeks in. Crap, man! I played my week five game last night, you know, and that was a, a nail, that was a tight one all night long. So, yeah, and it doesn't get any easier. So, yeah, definitely. And I would say each week that I mean it is just getting more and more difficult uh, as far as game planning, how the pressure that the games are having when you go back and you know you look at the power rankings, how hard it is to do the power rankings because you could. You could take this into account or that. I mean, it's just the season. It's just it's building each and each week. It's crazy. It is, and and most of the time, just from what I've seen, a lot of times the way a team looks at the beginning of the year is not always how they end up. Are you know that it, it's not always reflected in their record at the end of the season. Some teams start off slow uh, and then pick it up. You know, pick up speed and uh, you know maybe get into the playoffs or end up with a lot better record. Some teams start off on fire, and they just kind of, uh, you know, flitter out there towards the end, you know, uh, Florida the last two years. But, uh, you know, it happens. Poor, poor Rick. I wasn't going to bring that up. Well, Rick knows I love him. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, uh, at least this year he's getting some of the losses out of the way early. And he's still got plenty of season left. So, you know, he, oh, yeah. he, can, still, he can still pull this thing off. Oh, yeah. So, man, how about let's, let's recap the first half of the season. Let's uh let's kind of let's give each team a rating, and we are the Southern Fried Podcast, so Southern has- hospitality, Southern food. So right. instead of stars, man, 
I say we go by chicken wings. Let's give we'll go three chicken wings. Okay. That's the best and, and we'll and we'll work our way down from there. All right. Um let's start in the Big Ten. Let's have fun um with the Big Ten. Um I'm gonna start at the bottom of the rankings. Okay. Um because I think we got a surprise at the top, but let's start at Notre Dame. Okay. One in three this year. Yeah. Oh, uh, and two in conference. Yeah. What, what, it's kind of a shocker. Well, okay. Notre Dame is, uh, again, they are, they're an original program. Uh, I've, we've, I played Notre Dame more than I played any other team. Uh, <coughs> Jeff, their AD, does a good job game planning. Uh, but it's always hard to go in from one quarterback to another. You know what I mean? It's hard to make that transition, especially if you've had the guy for – you know, he had Asiata for a couple of seasons there. You know what I mean? And guy won offensive player of the year. Now here he is. He's got a rookie guy that's in Steeman who's who's good, but he's a freshman. You know what I mean? So he gets everything that goes with that. Uh, team's still built solid. They're still built well, and they two conference losses are not the end of the world. Okay, so I'm gonna say, and they've been close in a lot of games especially the, uh, the Oklahoma State game. They were extremely tied in that game. So I'm going to say two chicken wings because it's like I don't think their season qualifies as an unmitigated failure yet. So, you know, I think they still have uh, – they still got a shot. So I'm looking – I'm thinking maybe we need to go back and change the MVP award for season eight. For I think Asiata had that much of – more of an impact than maybe we realized. And, you know, definitely is a change going into a freshman quarterback. And I'm experiencing that myself with a freshman quarterback. Sure. I agree with you. I think they're going to be okay. I think uh, they're one of these teams that could probably turn it on late and, and pull an Auburn and slip into the playoffs. Yeah, well, I have made a career of slipping into the playoffs. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and then, the, then the problems start when they, they let me get in. So, uh, <laughs> you know, um, I don't know how that happens. It's just, I, yeah, I black out. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> We got another team, and it's pretty interesting. If you look at season number eight, the top three teams in the playoffs in the Big Ten, sure. two of those three are sitting at the bottom right now. Yeah. And the other team is Texas at one and three. Uh, man, Texas, they, I mean, they've, they've had to play Clemson three times in four games. Mm-hmm. That's brutal. That's man. Yeah, well, I mean, Texas and Clemson, since they both got here in season four, have been – kind of like the powerhouse teams. You know, there are other teams who enter into the conversation or whatever, you know. Uh, and then Clemson had a little bit of a down spell there early in Clutch's uh, AD career because they didn't have a running back. And, uh, you know, he got a running back, and all of a sudden Clemson was back to being Clemson. And I guess it helps when that running back's Dane Jones. But, uh, you know, Juvie and Texas. Okay, um they're still this. They're still as talented as they ever were. They're still as good. Juvie's still as good of an AD as he's ever been, man. They just got rocked in the schedule department in the first three weeks. You know what I mean? And they start off zero and three. Uh, I'm, you know, if somebody comes to me and says, "Hey, man, I think Texas is 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 toast this year," I think you're crazy. Um, I think Texas is very much going to be in the playoff picture at the end of the year. So. Yeah, look what Juby did at Alabama. You know, he started 0-2 that one year yeah. uh, and came back and made it to the playoffs. So, 
Yeah, I think Juby's got the the capability. I agree, and I believe he's got the talent. Uh, so I, I agree with you. I'm, I'd say they're they're two chicken wings. They're probably two. I think I think they would be three if there's if they had somehow got out of that two and two instead of one and three. You know what I mean? Yep. Because yep. you know, I think asking anybody to go, you know, three and one, four and zero oh in that stretch that Texas has had early in the year, that's asking a lot in this league, man. You know, so yeah, I think I think Texas is going to be fine. Uh, you know, we'll find out a little bit more, you know, after this week with them and Notre Dame, but I think they'll be okay. Yeah. What about Oregon, man? Oregon started out three and zero, came, you know, really kind of played the way we all thought they would in season eight. Mm-hmm. Um, in week one, they had the hail mary that was devastating, and then week two and three, I mean, just solid. And now they're on a two game slide. Yep. They're one and two in conference, still plenty of time left. Um, they are they are net fifty. They're fi- they scored fifty more points than they've allowed. One of the highest, the yeah. second highest in the Big Ten. Yeah. What do you think about Oregon with the two game slide? Um, I think it's a problem um, because we're not seeing consistency from Oregon. All right, they've got all the talent in the world, and they and, and Frost is a good AD. Uh, Jefferson Allen, you know, he's had a good year. You know, he's but he has turned the ball over a little bit. You know, and uh, it's I don't know. It's there's something about Oregon that don't seem right to me right now. And I want to, you know, I want Oregon to do well because like Frosty is a guy that I've helped a lot over the years, over the seasons. And you know, I, I know a lot of those players on that team. Heck, some of them used to, you know, Davis played for me for two seasons. You know, I mean. These are guys I like, but Oregon, we saw last year they had the same amount of talent and they won two games. Mm-hmm. And this year, you talked about their point net and their differential. Well, they scored 80-something points on Eastern Michigan when they when Eastern Michigan barely had a team to field. So that stat's a little misleading. Uh, so, uh, you know, Oregon can prove me wrong. You know, but they lost again last night. It's like you said, two game slide. At three, they're sitting at three and two. You know, they're not, you know, out of it or whatever. But man, they're, I, I'm going one on that right now because until they show me that they can get back to form and doing what they did, you know, they got to prove it. You know what I'm saying? They need to prove yeah. it. To well, let, you know, here's what I think is hurting them is we were talking about Jefferson Allen, and, and you know, this is his a junior. Uh, in his freshman year, he threw 14 interceptions, which you kind of expect out of a freshman. Sure, yeah. Um, last year, he only threw five. Yeah. Uh, in eight games. And this year, in five games, he already has eight picks. Yeah. So, he has definitely got to take better care of the ball. Yeah. Um, he does. And, uh, but you look at these defenses right now. I mean, okay, I'm not, I'm not giving Allen a cop-out on it, but there are a lot of good quarterbacks – who are throwing interceptions because defenses are a lot – they get better every year, it feels like. Not just personnel, but with scheme and the whole deal. You know? And so, yeah, it's tough to sit back and try to pick these defenses apart, man. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it, it seems like this year – last year seemed like an offensive league last season to mm-hmm. me. It seemed like really high offenses. And there's still some of those out there. But sure. this year, it seems like the defenses have stepped up all the way across the league. Yeah, they have. And it's, it's cyclical, man. It, you, we run into that. 
people find new ways to score. People find new ways to run up the score, you know, and have this high-flying offense or whatever. So the next year teams <clears> – the next year teams are adjusting for that. You know what I'm saying? They're – we – you have to expect, you know, uh, well, I have to be able to defend that if I can, you know. So the, and it goes in – it goes in, in stages, man. Early on, nobody wanted to do anything but run the read option. That's all they did. Read option, read option, read option. And did it for years, you know, and uh, because it worked. Until, until teams started figuring out how to stop it. Mm-hmm. And it's, again, so now we're, we've hit the point where people are cycling back into different things. You know what I mean? They're trying to see what they can, you know, try to find different ways to, to win offensively. So, yeah, we saw a lot of offense last year. This year the defenses are – you know, we saw a lot of offense last year, but I, I believe the team with the best defense in the country won the national championship. And that yeah. that was Clemson. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, offense wins games, defense wins championships. It does. They showed that. Every time. And yep. uh, that's what you, you know, that's what we run into here. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, Oregon, Oregon can change my mind. But right now, they're worrying me. I put it that way. So, yeah. And I'd like to throw this out there for anybody listening. If you if you own a sweet tea company and you want to have a broad, you know, advertising on our Southern Fried podcast, we could it would be great to have a glass of sweet tea right now. I, yeah, it would, I could go for it like in a minute, you know. Uh, yeah, so yeah, sweet tea, you know, yeah, the, 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 yeah, sweet tea sponsorship would be uh, amazing. We'll, we'll have to we'll have to work on that. I'm gonna call somebody. We'll figure out something. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's continue in the Big Ten. Uh, another two game slide. Uh, a team we kind of started out on fire in Michigan. Yeah. Um, you know, last year they went one and seven, mm-hmm. uh, but they have the talent to do so much better. Yes. Uh, they, I think it was just all about scheme last season. This season they come out two and zero, oh, and now here we are. Uh, and you should um, feel bad for what you did to them. Um, <laughs> I am going to throw that out there. Uh, so let's let's okay. talk about let's talk about Michigan at one and one, and we won't we won't even mention the score of no. y'all's game. I'm gonna I'm gonna I love Allen. He's a good guy. Yeah, you should be you should feel horrible. Um, okay, um, I want to win every game I play. <laughs> All right. uh, I was not a huge, I, you know. Yeah, I'm glad that the team looked good and all that. That game was a one-off, okay? We had momentum. Everything got going for us, and it got Michigan, you know, the, the momentum got ahead of Michigan in that one, and it was like a steamrolling effect. Uh, that game is not indicative of how good Michigan is. That one isn't – it's just not. And uh, I'm actually much higher on Michigan uh, than I am on some – than I am on uh, – than a lot of people might think I am because I know – Allen. I know the talent he's got around him. Um, I know he gets that team to looking like they did in the first two weeks again where they're running. Remember, this is the team that beat Notre Dame in week one. Mm-hmm. And oh, they're week a dangerous two. team. Yeah. They beat Notre Dame. You know, I mean, this mm-hmm. is, you know, they, you know, it's a, you know oh, they, they beat a Mac team. Yeah, they also beat Notre Dame as a playoff team last year. Yeah. Uh, and they ain't no slouch. So, you know, yeah, our game notwithstanding, they play. They played well. You know what I mean. It's just they have to get back to doing what they were doing earlier in the year. And I, I think Allen knows that. 
and I think Allen's going to get them there. The defense yeah. is great. Uh, they've got Cletus Castle at linebacker. They've got John Hill Jordan at safety. I mean, the the big defensive end, uh, Simmons, or whatever his name was, uh, but he's – I mean, he's wreaking havoc off the side. And, you know, Tanner Jones and Dior Chapman, run the ball. Run the ball and take eat, eat up the clock and then play good defense. Mm-hmm. And Michigan – can Michigan can finish out and win the Big Ten, or at least get into the playoffs? And assuming assuming Oklahoma State, you know, fumbles somewhere along the way, they, that they that they finally lose one, you know. Michigan. Yeah, and Michigan has one of the best, uh, you know, defensive backs combination in, in Michael Ropin and uh, John Hill Jordan. Both are five stars. I mean, those that's a dangerous combination yeah. to put behind Cletus Castle. That's it. Uh, and then they've got Juice Staley over there at corner who nobody wants to talk about. But the guy is like, if he enter, if he gets to the football and pulls it down, if there's any space in front of him, that guy's gone. So, yeah, I think Michigan, I'm going to give two because I see a better second half of the season for Michigan than, we, than what we saw in these last two weeks. I'm I'm gonna up it. I'm gonna say they have the third wing on the plate. While okay. they were looking away, someone took a bite out of it. Right. Well, it wasn't Auburn. So, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. I think they're. I mean, I don't think they're far. I think they're close to getting it right back again. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, I'm excited. I love seeing you know a guy like Allen do well. Uh, Absolutely. And I expect that team to do, continue to do well. Yeah. Uh, but let's let's keep moving through the Big Ten. We're, we're halfway through. We've got four of the eight teams covered. Um, and uh, Michigan was at the the bottom of the tiebreakers uh, in in the Big Ten as far as at one and one yeah. in conference play, so they're still right there in it. But we also have USC. Oh boy! And I love Ted. Oh sure. Um, oh, I love Tom Stern. Uh, <laughs> is it is it Stern A? Is I don't know. Stern? They they use that, you know they're. They're just just those sterns. I don't know. They're always up yeah. to something, and I, I so, don't trust them. <laughs> so you know, they week one. Man, I remember week one. In fact, me and Mike did a podcast that night, and I remember being blown away by that offense mm-hmm. week one. Like, where did that offense come from? It was crazy. Um, it was awesome. You know, then they had um, Bowling Green. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, Bowling Green gave them a run for their money. Well, and, yeah, uh, yeah. And Bowling Green ain't no joke. No. Then Nebraska came in and beat them by six. Mm-hmm. And then this past week they had a deal with, with Florida, and they had their lowest offensive output. You know, they were in the in the forties or fifties pretty much every game until mm-hmm. Florida, and they only scored sixteen points. Yeah, they played an SEC defense. Yeah, that's what so. Happened. Yeah, so two two losses in a row for them. Their offense is starting to slow down. I think people are starting to figure them out. Yeah. Uh, where? How many chicken bones are you going to give USC? One. <laughs> One. Um, you know, right now, because I think it's exactly what you said, I think people are starting to figure out that, that scheme. And it's been proven so far. And, you know, things can change. But it's been proven so far that if you make USC throw the ball, if you get them out of doing what they want to do, uh, you might as well get the punt team ready because, you know, they're not very successful in that. That's not their, that's not what they want to do. Uh, their defense is good. Uh, 
you know, um, I think their defense is, is, is good enough. The problem is, is that they're a team that needs to get a lead and play from ahead. Mm-hmm. And they need to get stops. And these last couple of weeks, Florida, uh, Nebraska, their defense came in and slowed that offense down. And it, when they were able to get a lead, like Florida did, well, USC couldn't recover. Because at that point, Florida could just pin their ears back, you know, yeah. and go after them. And, I, and I'm afraid that's what USC is going to keep running into. I, you know, look, again, look, look, Ted, Squiddy, all those guys, you know, think a lot of them. And, I, you know, hope that they turn it around. Right now, don't like the prospects. Yeah. Uh, what I will say about them is, and, and I don't know that it helps this season. I think it's going to take a, a change in the scheme. Uh, yeah. I don't, I mean, Houston Freeman did a great job in making the triple option viable. Yeah. Uh, week one looked good. I just don't think this league is made for the triple option. Personal, my personal opinion, but they have a really young defense. They got Arian Adams out there with Seal Stern or Seal Stern, you know, is a senior, but they got Arian Adams who is a freshman. Um, they got several big time sophomores. Um, they got Eric Miller, uh, who's a sophomore in, in the transfer portal this year. This that dude's six seven, two hundred and sixty pounds. Yeah. He's a beast. So I think you know next season. I think that you know, I think they fight their way through this season. I say I think they stay close in a lot of games. Yeah. But I really, I really think that uh, they're going to benefit with that all that speed they have if they go to a different scheme. I think they're going to. Yes. I think they're going to be in pretty good shape. I do. I think they've got a lot of good – I think they've got a lot of the pieces that they need. And I think that Baines is going to be a fine quarterback in the CFSL, you know. Um, it's just that this scheme that they're running right now, because, again, of how defensive – defensive has started just basically teeing off on them. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, it can be tough, you know, especially for, you know, to try to get that thing going. And – uh Again, I think it's a viable way to run your offense. I just don't think anybody's quite got it completely figured out yet. And so, you know, and again, as good as these defenses are, if you're gonna if you're gonna figure it out, you better be sure you got to figure it out right. Because if you don't, then you get those pitches that go twenty yards behind you and stuff. So, uh, yeah. Did Did you hear the story about Thrasher Baines and his recruitment? Uh, uh, oh yeah, yeah. That uh. That that you you basically stonewalled him completely because you knew who you wanted. That's what <laughs> yeah. I heard. I heard that you didn't. I heard heard you didn't even want to talk to him. No, 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 no. So we 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 talked to him, and 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 he was actually number one on my board for a while, and then we've decided with what scheme we wanted to go that that wasn't the right fit. So we're in we're in the middle of recruiting. We feel really good about who we want. We're working on who we want, and and we got our quarterback in Doug Day. Uh, yeah, yeah. Not to take away anything from all the other great quarterbacks that I sure. think would have done great at Alabama, but we got the quarterback we wanted. But it was, uh, I think, the day before uh, fi- uh, fi- uh, quarterbacks could commit. Yeah, and um, all of a sudden, I get put in a group message with Thrasher Baines and Ted Stern. Okay, and. And and Thrasher puts, you are my final two, duke it out, duke it out. The, the winner gets me. Yeah. I mean, that's my that my well, but what he put. I mean, yeah. it was it was the craziest thing I have ever had in my life. As far as I mean, I just I've never had a recruit say, okay, it's your it's up to you two, which one wants me more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. At least if they do it, they don't put you in a room together. Uh, 
<laughs> that's the kind of that's who Thrasher Baines is. Yeah, you know, and so I get why you had to break the poor kid's heart. But uh, <laughs> you know, um, hey man, I like Squid. Uh, I love. Him. Oh yeah, I do. I like Squid. He's a good sport about a lot of stuff, and uh, he's going to have a good career at USC, man. He is. Oh. You know, it's just a well, sh- no, a- no. You're wrong. You're wrong. Okay. I have a screenshot. He actually has to not only sell his heart in the black market. I think, oh yeah, he also is going long. to Toledo. I forgot. But yeah. he has to transfer to Toledo. I mean, it's it's it's. He wrote it in league chat. And that's yeah, as, as yeah. official as it gets. Hey, admins have screenshots of that. So I mean, <laughs> you know, so it, it's it's confirmed that next year USC will be looking for another quarterback. Yeah, because he's because um, are going to be at Toledo, which you'll probably love it there. <laughs> They've got a great mascot. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's enough of Thrasher Baines, but I love I love Squiddy though. He is a good guy for real. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, let's talk about Nebraska. Um, kind of a surprise team this year, man. You know, they've got you know last year. I'm sure you remember the. I think they were the number one recruiting class. Yeah, they had to be. Uh, and uh, I mean, some defensive studs, oh. except for me because I didn't get recruited there. No, um, you, you didn't. You went to Miami. Yeah, but uh, you know, I mean. They defensively they were solid. They just kind of struggled a little bit last year. I think they, at one point, they were in contention for winning the Big Ten, and it just didn't work out. And overall, I think their records. I think weren't they like three and five or something, something like, that, like that. They 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 you know I think they had the same record we did, which was three and five. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was Nebraska. Uh, they're loaded. Okay, I mean they are. Let's just call it like it is. That team is loaded. And they've got a new AD this season in, in uh, Big Johnson. And, and he uh, was doing a wonderful job, just for the record. He's doing a great job. Um, you know, here's the thing, and uh, you, can, you, you can speak to this as well. I can sort of speak to it, but it's been 100 years since my first year, so I don't you know. Um, Probably 500 years. At least. Now. I mean, I don't know. that it, We had dinosaurs. But uh, it was – it's a learning curve. And there are a lot of growing pains when you start being an AD. And I think that, uh, I think that Austin, you know, Big Johnson is going through that a little bit right now, this season. I also think that they can still sneak into the playoffs. I do. Okay. I Mm -hmm. think that that third playoff spot to me in the Big Ten, you know, I, I mean, Gosh, Nebraska could get it. Could get it. Uh, you know, uh, Michigan could very easily get it, uh, and then Ohio State, I think, can get it. You know, and they're yeah. kind of in the lead for it right now. So, you know, the question is, is how 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 back is Texas? You know, how much of a problem is Texas fixing to give people for the last you know half of the season? So, yeah, that's uh, that's you know, Nebraska lost to Texas. Twenty-seven to twenty. Yeah. I mean, that was a that was a good really, good really game. Good game. Really good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Texas changed schemes on offense for that game, and Nebraska gave them all they wanted. You know, uh, it's just that, you know, uh, if that's what gets Texas rolling again this year, uh, people are going to look at Nebraska and go, "Really, man?" Uh, so it's I don't know. Nebraska is. I have a hard time with it because they've got the talent. I love their quarterback. I love Courtney Harris. Uh, uh, I love Casey Bronco at running back. You know, uh, it's – you know, they've got a, a fun – they've got the three-headed monster that I talk about at safety. 
you know, with uh, JoJo, who uh, wherever he is in the world right now. Uh, hi, <laughs> hi, JoJo. Uh, uh, You're in shambles, JoJo. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And then they've got Ray Tate back there, and uh, and Tate, who feel I feel like I feel like Tate is like an eight year sophomore, but uh, it's I think he's been at Nebraska for a hundred years. So again, man, Nebraska is. I'm gonna say. <laughs> I'm going to give them one with the, the second one. We're going to say it's on the plate. It's there for them to get it if they want it. But they're not, you know, again, they're another one of those teams. They're like USC, man. They got to prove it to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think they just need to get a little bit more consistent. I think that's kind of been the struggle with them is, you know, one week they're, they're solid looking. Um, and, you know, then the next week they're, they're looking kind of last year type yeah so but it is part of the learning curve and i i, I love the friendship that i have with with their ad and he, yeah. he's a good guy oh, he's and, great, i mean man. yeah and, and they're not far from being three and one i mean they they put texas all the way to the mm-hmm. to the end so that's it um yeah I, I definitely think that second chicken wing is on the plate i think it's uh missing a bite or two out of it but i think they got a great shot at uh and they can turn continue it. to make some notes they can like i said if they, if they can get more consistent especially on offense I think they can make some noise. So yep. we'll see. All right. And, and so they're one and one in conference. And then we got a, the fourth and final team who is one and one in conference. So the Big Ten, as you were saying, is wide open right now. Mm-hmm. We are talking about Ohio State, who has not lost since week one. Right. Uh, Will took that loss to Ted extremely personal. Cool. Um, I heard he even broke his piggy bank and took all the money out of there as revenge. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I mean, three wins in a row in this league, if you're not Clemson, that's kind of hard. to <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing about the, the, that, the other stern, um, well, Ohio state keeps surprising me. Let me put it that way. Okay. Uh, I keep thinking that they're going to, they're going up against some of these teams and that they're not going to be able to keep up or to pull off and, the game planning that Will Stern is doing right now is pretty high level because he's not – he's getting the most out of that team he has for the last three weeks in a row, you know. And my question is, is can he keep that streak going uh, or is he eventually going to hit that drop-off that we all eventually hit, you know. Uh, and if he does – I mean, he's going to do it this season. Um, yeah. Well, he's got Texas and Notre Dame. To, I mean, those are his next two. Yeah, games. I mean, we're going to find out where they're at pretty quick because Notre Dame's not a joke, as we mentioned in Texas. You know, Texas is Texas, man. They're not going to give you anything for free. Uh, so, mm-hmm. you know, we. Uh, I'm going to say Ohio State. I'm going to say two on them just because they not given really give me a reason to take anything else away from them yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I can't. I can't. I'm not going to. So, yeah. I, I'm going to say, first of all, you said you had dinosaurs. I think there's witnesses that you were on the earth when the first piece of dirt came. Yeah. Um, but uh, they're at home the next two games. And so they got a great shot of really doing something. I'm going to say they're two and a half chicken wings. I, mean, I, I, I think they're I think they're pretty close. You know, they gave USC a run in the first – I mean, in, in week one. It was a great game. Yep. Back and forth. Um, they got that defensive line and Colton Allen and Michael Kruger. Yep. Um, so, and they got Manuel Silva running the ball. 
I mean, they got – was ain't this their third quarterback in three years? Uh, yeah. They, uh, this is, they, they went from Jefferson Allen to Jimmy Germain to, to Zach, to Zach Davis. Davis. Yeah. Who is having a phenomenal year. And for a freshman, he's being very efficient with the ball. Yeah, they are. Uh, he, he's, he's not having a lot of the freshman issues that yeah. other quarterbacks are not having. Not yet. He's not. So uh, – 11 touchdowns and one interception. Yeah. I mean, again, they're, he's getting on. Will is getting a lot out of that team right now. So, yeah. So I'm going to go two and a half. I'm going to disagree with you. But in the, you know, in the Big Ten, four teams are one and one. Mm-hmm. That means four teams are fighting for two spots with other teams right there on the verge. We're looking at week eight being a huge week. Um, and that doesn't even count our game in week eight. That's just talking about the Big Ten games right. in week eight. Exactly. I think week eight is going to be exciting. Um, several teams are going to get heartbroken because they're going to be in contention for the playoffs and not make it. And several teams are going to be excited because they're going to they're going they're going to sneak in or you know it's just it's going to be crazy. Right. So one team we haven't talked about yet. Yeah. And it's. It's the newest – it's a brand-new team in the league this year. Uh-huh. Houston Freeman uh, left Alabama, thankfully, um, so that I can come here. Uh-huh. But uh, he went to Oklahoma State and – are, I mean, are, is anyone going to stop him at this point? They've never lost a game. Uh, you know, somebody's going to figure out how to slow that offense down is the biggest thing. Uh, they, you know, they, they swing the ball all over the place. And, uh, you know, my goodness, they're just uh, – the defense is uh, Grayson Davis and those boys on the defensive side, Basher Banyan. You know, they're they're not setting the world on fire exactly um, defensively, but they're doing enough to keep them in games. And then the Mm -hmm. offense is just taking over right now, and it's working. You know, and I'm thankful – I'm glad to see it for for Houston, who had the rough season last year, you know, at Alabama. Mm -hmm. You know, so I'm excited to see, you know, that Houston come out and start, you know, start off strong, start off 5-0. Uh, yeah, and, you know, if, if he would have used the quarterback to throw at Alabama, he might have done better. I heard there I, that there used to be a quarterback. He got a race from Alabama history, so I don't remember his name anymore. Oh, yeah, the, uh, um, yeah, the guy that, that yeah, I remember. Mr. Fumble. Yeah, the, the, the fumbliest fumbler of all fumblers yeah. have ever fumbled. yeah. yeah. He's been Reggie Bushed from Alabama, so we won't mention his name. But, you know, <laughs> Lyle Fletcher, though, is is doing a wonderful job at Oklahoma State, uh, making plays when it counts. He doesn't – it doesn't have to be the big flashy play, but it's it's the clutch play, and that's what it takes. Um, so, I love what we see there. Uh, they're 5-0. and oh, And I what mean, can you say? I mean, like, if you're not going to give them three, uh, I, I don't know who you are. You know, they're the only undefeated yeah. team left in the league. So, uh, yeah, I mean. And I don't know that anybody saw it coming. I mean, honestly, if, if you're honest with yourself, did you see a new team come in, even though it's an experienced AD? You don't really see a new team come in and, and do something like that. Well, he killed it in recruiting. Uh, Absolutely. And he, it's Alabama 2.0. It, it, it is. I mean, he, he killed it in recruiting again. Uh, he did it at Alabama. Now he did. Now he's done it at Oklahoma State. And I know that Houston puts his work in. You know, uh, he was trained by Juby, which that's not his fault. But uh, you know, <laughs> but yeah, he's uh, you know, I you know, if you want to say, did I see five and O coming? No, I didn't. 
but I thought that he could be a good team in the Big Ten, and it's turned out he's a, an exceptional team in the Big Ten right now. So yeah, yeah, and you know, they but you can't say they've blown people away though. In all seriousness, they, like Texas, three a three point win, right? Notre Dame a three point win. So last year's playoff teams are are holding them close, but I mean, a win is a win, and, and they find a way to finish it every time so far. Yeah, they've done. So I'm. I'm I'm very curious to see how Nebraska next week um, comes in, and you know what is that Nebraska defense going to be able to stop? Yeah, they're going to have to. They're going to have to get a lot of Fletcher if they're going to do anything. They're going to have to, yeah. Because Fletcher right now has got all the time he wants in the pocket. He can take off if he wants to. He's got legs, but uh, he's much more content out there just throwing the ball around to all those receivers he has, man. And uh, yeah. you know, so yeah, if you're going to beat them, you better. You better make Fletcher uncomfortable. I hear that works. Yep. Yes, sir. So, so here we are. That's that's the Big Ten, the first half of the season, Big Ten, uh, with uh, one of those teams having uh, – or actually two of those teams having extra games so far. They've played their week five game. Man, of all these teams in the Big Ten, which one needs a good home cooking? Man, which one of those teams that just need to have something, just a big boost this week? That, that's going to help get them going in the right direction. So ain't nothing like a good home-cooked meal. So what team do you think in the Big Ten is your home-cooked meal need? Michigan, 100% Michigan. Um, they need to something to uh, make them forget about recent history. You know what I mean? They need something to mm-hmm. – you know, I mean, I've been on the other end of those kinds of games. Uh, I have. Believe yeah, There was a time when Neil was at Washington and he beat me by 40, 30, 40-something 40 points. It was terrible. It was that kind of game, and uh, the only thing the only thing that fixes that and go out is going out and winning one, and that's what Michigan needs right now. Michigan needs to go out and win some games and get their confidence back. You know, yep. and uh, yeah, and I think is USC the team for them to play? You th- I mean, USC is their next opponent, but do you think that, that you think they'll be able to do that against USC? I do. I think that they can beat USC. Uh, I think that their defense is good enough. They've got enough speed on defense to. Uh, contain that read option. And if Michigan can build a lead and keep that defense playing like it like it's capable of playing, then I don't see any reason why Michigan can't win that game. Yeah. Well, my home cooking team is going to be Nebraska. Man. Yeah. Uh, they, they've got Notre Dame. So not only do they have opportunity to get a win, but it'd be a huge win. Uh, they can come up and beat Notre Dame, and you can't look at Notre Dame's record. Notre Dame is a great team. We've already talked about that. If Nebraska can establish himself in that game, get the lead, and, and really force Notre Dame to stress and cause their quarterback to make mistakes, right? I mean, they're going to come out of this in pretty doggone good shape. After, you know, after five weeks, they're going to be at three and two, and that's not too bad in the CFSL. No, it's not. And I think that Nebraska-Notre Dame game is huge. Just for both both teams, period. Because this is one that it's when you get into the middle of the year like this, you you don't think about it maybe as much, or I do because I've been doing this since you know the dawn of man. But uh, it's uh, there are games you got to get. There are games you got to have. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's not always games that you should quote unquote you should win on paper. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's a game that. Maybe you're not as good as that team, or maybe you haven't looked as good as that team. 
but you still got to beat them if you want to stay in this thing. Because you go, you look mm-hmm. looking down the road, it don't get no easier. You know what I mean? So, you know, what are you going to tell? I mean, what are you going to what are you going to say if you don't get there? Well, the teams were better than. Well, yeah, yeah. There's always there's almost always going to be a team better than you out there, man. You got to win some of those games. So, yeah, for those two those three programs. It's a big, big game, man. Absolutely. Well, you know what? I want to end every session with Uncle Pac's <laughs> rant. Okay. You know, I, I heard you in, in, in one podcast talk about my internet, mm-hmm. and my gerbil still upset. My gerbil still offended. Well, I just want you to know well, that. Well, his work ethic is not what's in question. It's, it's his working environment that I worry about. Well, um, he took it the wrong way, and maybe so did I. And so we're we're a little bit offended, but nonetheless, let's have just an Uncle Pack rant. Uncle Pack rant here. Okay. All right. Well, we'll keep it pretty simple this time. Uh, my biggest question right now is, where's JoJo? What's happened to JoJo? <laughs> what has happened to JoJo? I mean, this is like you, you, the, the old kids show. Uh, where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Uh, it, where in the world is Jojo Shalizzi? What is he doing? Is he just gone? Was he abducted by aliens? I don't get it. Man, dude goes from talking every day and everything's fine and cool and wonderful. All, all of a sudden, man, he's a ghost. Where's he at? In shambles. We don't know what's happened to that. You know, it's uh, I always thought it was like a funeral. And now I haven't seen anything else from him. And, uh, you know, now I ask because I'm concerned, you know, and also like, come on, Jojo, come back to us, buddy. We, you know, you, you know, we like having you around. Don't be, uh, you know, whatever's, whatever's, you know, in your feelings right now, or if that's what it is, or I don't know, maybe, maybe he's just busy with life. I don't know. Maybe he's got a side hustle doing something that I don't want to know about. I don't know. Uh, but uh, either way, yeah, that's it. That's what that's what's uh, on my mind right now. Where is JoJo? Because I, I, I need JoJo to come back because CFSLHR is not getting the business. We're going to have to end up closing the department uh, because he, yep. there's no JoJo. So, come on. Yeah, the, the moderator's not having to get on to as many people now, so yeah. we might have to lay it off. That's what I'm saying, man. It, it's, it's like we're going to start cutting staff and faculty here because JoJo decided he's not going to hang around for whatever. Come back, JoJo. Stop. Well, you guys, this is CFL Southern Fraud. We're going to go, and we would say a particular brand tea that we're going to go drink if someone was sponsoring us. Yeah. But until then, we're just we're going to go drink some tea. Right. We appreciate you guys. Have a great day. All right. See you. All right.